Welcome back to another ESL podcast. Oh my god, it's been such a long time. Guys, you already know what has been happening in my life in terms of doing presentations for large uh, content festivals and just meeting people and app developers from all around the world. It's been a life-transforming two days where I was presenting an idea to build my own application such as something that rivals with a, a powerhouse of a company out here by the name of Globish. And you know what? I'm just going to get a band of teachers together, and we're going to rock this house. We're going to build an application. And you know what? You guys are going to be very excited because then you'll be able to register and learn with teachers. It's going to be super fascinating. I'm so excited about this. And guys... um, Oh, just get ready. Get ready because it's going to be a lot of development happening. But nonetheless, guys, understanding the global economy. So I was supposed to bring a guy by the name of Teacher Edward on. And oh my God, my voice sounds so terrible right now. Uh, and that's primarily because obviously, you know, I've been, uh, uh, man, I spoke for an hour and 15 minutes on stage yesterday. Then I had to rush back home, sweating like a pig. Get on a cold train and all these other things. Don't even worry about that. We'll talk about that another time. But you know what? We're going to talk about the global economy today as well as a listening exercise. Now, the listening exercise will be on here. Um, and we're going to be talking about um, what people's opinions are about their, you know, their jobs, let alone, of course, the positive and negative effects of globalizations along with the methods of communication and to top off with the skills needed in the global workplace. And this is very fascinating because I gave my presentation about this, talking about adopting skill sets that will better you and you can combat autonomy, which is vastly approaching and looming very large. So guys, man, let's tune into this. I'm going to be speaking about this. I'm not going to get into any opinions until after I read this out loud. And then of course, I'm going to follow it up with the listening, the interviews. And if you guys want to hear my opinion about the listening and the interviews, you will be able to go on to my Patreon, the Silver Badge. I will be unleashing the Bronze Badge, the Gold Badge, and everything else this upcoming week uh, for those of you who would like to have additional materials. So with that being said, guys, yeah, let's get into this. So again, you guys can actually practice pronunciation by listening to my pronunciation while I recite these paragraphs out loud. Therefore, you can actually practice on your own, and then you can record this over and over and over. The blog is available at the Arsenio Buck Show, so make sure you go on there to check it out. Without further ado, let's get into this. Your shirt was made in China, and your mobile phone comes from Japan. You can eat at McDonald's in Moscow, and watch an American film in Rome. Advances in technology such as mobile phones, airplanes, telephones, and the internet have made the growth of transport and communication networks possible. Amongst other things, this means that people and countries can exchange information and goods more quickly and in a less complicated way in a process called globalization. But what are the downsides of the global market, and how will it affect jobs in the future. Globalization means we have access to more goods and at affordable prices, but it comes at a cost. When a company moves production to an economically disadvantaged country because of all lower costs involved, people in industrialized nations lose their jobs. 
Meanwhile, workers in places such as Bangladesh and China earn low salaries and their working conditions are often poor. Big fashion companies, for example, sell well-known brands at a sizable profit, but the people who make the clothes earn only a fraction of the price at which they're sold interdependency. Also means, of course, that if there is a problem in one country, it can have a far-reaching effect elsewhere. So, many multinational uh, corporations obtain raw materials in one country, manufacture their products in others, and sell all over the world. If these materials aren't available, there cannot be or there can be economic repercussions across the globe. What's more, globalization causes ecological problems. The number of planes, ships, and lorries, lorries meaning trucks, that are used to transport goods from one country to another is constantly on the increase, which means more carbon dioxide is released into the atmosphere. That in turn leads to global warming. The good news is that consumers are becoming more aware of the issues, especially when it comes to how products are made. Increasingly, companies are being pressured to improve ethical standards. Levi's, the iconic jeans maker, recently announced a plan to offer financial incentives to businesses in developing countries if they improve conditions for their employees and their environmental performance. So while the globalization encourages economic growth, especially in developed countries, it also represents new challenges, which is why companies are beginning to consider the skills that young people will need to become the business leaders of the future. Seems that it may no longer be enough to get the best exam results to succeed in the global workplace. In a recent survey of executives and directors, 79% said that knowledge and awareness of the wider world were more important to them than academic qualifications. In particular, they valued the ability to think critically about global issues, to understand different perspectives, and to interact well, with people from diverse countries, and many were concerned that young people were not aware of the importance of global thinking. So guys, there is just so much that I could talk about in terms of this, and this is why I definitely want to upload a video onto my uh, silver badge, possibly my gold badge for you guys, um, so you can hear and see what I have to say about this. I'm very excited about this in, of course, everything I'm putting out, so... With that being said, what you guys need to do is you need to make notes of these following three people who are going to be on this podcast. Their job, the positive effects of globalization, the negative effects of globalization, methods of communication they use, the skills needed in the global workplace, along with my opinion, will be on Patreon. So make sure you tune into that. And without further ado, let's get into this uh, video. Or, of course, an audio. So, understanding the global economy. So, the first question is, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Diana, And I, um, I live in London and I work in London. I work for um, Publishing House as a finance and business analyst. My name is uh, Andy Dawkins. Um, my job title is uh, an IT support and development officer. My name is Jason Scuzzo and I'm CEO and a producer director. All right. 
Different accents from everywhere. Now we're talking about the responsibilities. So the of company their job. Um, produces videos for corporates and companies that are looking to grow through marketing and sales. Basically, I work in an internal IT team and I support people with their IT needs. My main like main responsibilities are to basically analyze data, but it's kind of like an interesting data about our products and our markets and presented in a format so that it's a lot more easy to understand to senior management, so in forms of reports. I also build websites and uh, design software. It's really good role in a way that I get to see how the company is performing and which products are doing well and which countries they are doing well as well. So my role is to manage the direction of my company and make sure the company is growing and achieving the targets that we set year on year out. All right, so the next question, how is your job affected? by the global economy. Because I do analyze trends and how well um, the company is performing and which products sell better, usually as soon as the, um, as soon as the uh, country is not doing so well, like we're not selling as much product, I get to see it straight away and I actually report this information to more senior management who then would adjust the strategy based on that kind of outcome. Uh, I think the main way that my job uh, is affected by the global economy is uh, when purchasing hardware. Um, for example, uh, a few months ago, we were contacted by our suppliers saying that because the exchange rate between the dollar and the British pound had changed, um, the cost of PCs and laptops was going to increase. So our job is affected by the global economy because we have to make sure that the crew we're working with across the world, whether it's freelance cameramen, editors, animators, um, get paid what their rates deserve and what the current inflation says it should be. I work with um, a couple of people from Tanzania uh, and also Kenya uh, and I've just started working with some um, colleagues from the USA as well. I work with many colleagues from all over the world and specifically today only I was dealing with someone from Spain and Russia directly. This is something I really enjoy. We work with numerous colleagues um, around the world from freelance cameramen to animators to editors and they help us when logistically we can't get to a country. All right, so how do you communicate? In terms of what's best with communicating um, with people outside of the UK, I think it's, on a day-to-day -day basis, email is the best thing. It depends on the situation, I think. Um, so for day-to-day, -day, email is the best. We communicate with our colleagues across the world through a couple of different platforms, but the one that I tend to use the most is Skype. I like to have a conversation with someone, sometimes even a video call, so I can see them, understand their body language, see how they're reacting to what I say. If there's a bigger project going on, you've got a lot of different um, aspects that you want to talk about. Perhaps you've got things that you want to physically show them. You can't do that uh, via email. Um, we use things like video conferencing um, and instant messaging and things like that. Email is my first way of communicating. However, I also speak to someone quite often on the phone or I much prefer meeting people personally. After that communication, I like to back up that communication by putting what we discussed in an email. All right, so again, the job here is to identify their accents, trying to figure out, okay, which accent is difficult to understand and why is it? All right, so let's get into the next question. What skills should be developed to succeed in the global workplace? Very important question. So to succeed in the global workplace, uh, the skills that would be really useful are definitely 
language skills. Of course, English gets you to meet the people and to speak to them because you need that to communicate. I think the best skills uh, to develop if you want to succeed in a global workplace um, would be communication, most important of all, uh, both written and verbal, because it's very important to be able to get your point across, but also listen to other uh, points of view. I think if you're looking to succeed in a global workplace, communication skills are vital. Um, but I also think doing your research is very important. Different um, cultures and countries have different ways of communicating. Um, and I think it's important to know how to communicate effectively with people that you're trying to influence or get a point across to. Um, I suppose the second thing would be just a wider knowledge of different cultures, understanding how different cultures work, uh, different customs, things like that. Um, and I guess the third thing, which is not something I have myself, uh, would be uh, to learn another language. It would always be uh, a helpful thing and probably will get more important as, uh, as time goes on, I think. What advice would you give to young people to equip themselves for the global workplace? Well, in the global workplace, it's really important to be open-minded because there's so many different cultures and it's important to be able to understand those cultures and not be judgmental about anyone else's opinions because everyone has different opinions and come from different backgrounds. The advice I would give young people to equip themselves in the global workplace would be to do their research on what country or what people they're looking to work with. Um, if they do their research, then they can understand the, the cultural um, ways of working in that country and they can make sure that they communicate with them in the most effective way that suits them. In a recent survey of executives and directors, 79% said that knowledge and awareness of the world were more important than academic qualifications. How far do you agree with them? And it's coming up right Academic now. Academic qualifications are really important because they provide a platform for you to get that job. As an executive, I'd also agree that knowledge and awareness of the world is more important than your academic qualifications. I mean, academic qualifications are obviously highly, highly important, but sometimes your academic qualifications might not translate to the necessary country that you're trying to work in. Uh, I think academic achievements are very important um, because they do uh, actually give you a lot of that knowledge and a lot of that uh, wider awareness. Um, however, they're not the most important thing. So I would say people skills, um, doing your research on the place you work in, uh, is highly, highly important and probably more important than academic qualifications. And guys, that is the end of this recording. And so guys, again, this is very, very inspiring. This is uh, something that I absolutely want to start doing. Uh, with different people from around the world um, to just hear their side of it, especially in the world of business. That's what I'm going to start doing in my Business English podcast, which will come up sometime next year. Um, but with that being said, guys, if you want to hear my opinions about what they said and what my opinion is too, make sure you go on my Patreon. You'll be able to see that. If you have the gold badge, you will be able to see me in video. If you have the silver badge, you can hear me in audio. And guess what? You'll be able to see it in the bronze badge, okay? So the higher the price, which is the gold badge, 
Of course, that'll be X amount of dollars. That'll be a little bit higher than the silver badge. And the silver badge, obviously, that will be higher than the bronze badge. Bronze badge will be relatively cheap for a lot of you because primarily it will be or there will be a lot of writing. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast. Man, I'm your host as always. Stay tuned for more over and out.